You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. Happy Saturday, everybody. It's your boy Drake here. Max is on the road. Dave is still on the Rose Boys over in New York, but I'm joined by Mr. Danny Domino, a.k.a. the fullback, a.k.a. Mr. 18 Wheeler, a.k.a. Mr. Frat out of Vegas. Today, you know, it's our pick'em pod, our locks pod. So today, with all the bets, we'll see you where the dominoes fall. Danny, what's cooking good looking? So, how's everybody doing this morning? Hope you're doing well. Hope we're Thanks doing Thanks for having well. me on again. Hope we're doing oh, a little better. We love Hope that. we're we doing love a little that. better uh, after these picks, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's called gambling, not winning, so... Exactly. It's called gambling, not winning. I think it was a weird week last week, so we're not going to hold that against you for that because I think everyone had a bad week across the board because it was just a weird week across football overall. But let's. Hey, my week last week wasn't as bad as I thought. Went five and six, lost two and a half, 2.7 units. But uh, Utah let me down. Ohio State, Oregon, no score in the first quarter, over misses by a point. I got that actually. I took the under, remember? (laughs) I told you. So, uh, so let's not dwell. Let's look at the the bright side here. Exactly. But. Let's not dwell <laughs> in the past, Danny. You, you, you know, first on the tee box. Why don't you go first to where you want to go? All right. So I'm actually going to start with the latest game of the day. Um, every degenerate bets it every week. You have to. Either you're doubling down on your winnings or you're digging yourself out of the hole. Amen, I'm brother. going out to the islands. I'm taking San Jose State minus six and a half against Hawaii. My numbers say under. I'm not taking it, though, because no one likes betting for an under when you're in a bar. Uh, (laughs) Hawaii, I think the big thing here is Hawaii, they have so much travel lag, and this is actually something you're going to want to pay attention to all season. Their last three weeks, they went UCLA back to Hawaii for a home game against Portland State, in which they gave up 500 yards offense, Um, and then they flew back to Oregon State. And now they're flying back to Hawaii. That's a lot of travel. And then the other travel plays into it here. San Jose State actually had a bye week last week. They should have beat USC the last time they played. Clay Helton might have got fired a week earlier if they did lose that game. But they have a bye week. I actually believe they flew out to Hawaii a couple days earlier than they typically would if they didn't have a bye week before. Get used to the time a little bit. Enjoy Hawaii. And then they can they can lock in. Hawaii cannot stop anything. Um, like I said, they gave up 500 yards to Portland State, uh, given up 475 yards per game. San Jose State veteran team, Nick Starkle's out there. I know you love your your power five to group five transfers. Um, he's out there. And I think San Jose State starts their uh, redemption, or what's that? Uh, they're protecting their title from last year. So I think the Trojans win that one pretty convincingly. Uh, really, really like the six and a half there. No, I like that a lot, actually. And I, I'm going to ride with you with that San Jose State pick. I, I'm a big fan of Nick Starkle. I also think Hawaii is just not a good football team. So I'm going to ride you with you on that. San Jose State, folks, at my six and a half. That's the first pick of the night. Danny, take us to the next one. All right, so I'm going to take us over to a bigger one. You know, we went small. We're going to go big here, going to the ACC. Let's check on Virginia, North Carolina. Drake, what are your thoughts on this one? I actually do think UVA covers here personally. I think Brandon Armstrong is a very damn good quarterback. And Sam Howell, to me, has improved that he's up for the lights yet. There's a potential upset here. I think UNC somehow pulls it out, but I think plus eight. I think right now it's at, what, plus nine or went down to plus nine and a half? 
I think it's eight and a half now. Yeah. Not digging too deep into that one. I know you talked about that on locked on ACC, but we're on the same side of the fence there with UVA plus whatever points it is. I think it's a touchdown game. So, so yeah, folks, as you know, ride right now, Virginia's at plus seven and a half. Me and Dan took it at plus nine. I think still even seven and a half. It's a great value pick. I would take it down all the way to six and a half. Personally, in my personal opinion, I like that a lot. So folks head on over to get betonline.ag use Virginia plus seven and a half as of this recording. Now, Danny, I do want to go to the one of the bigger games of the day. Max is, you know, not alma mater. He's there right now, though, for his graduate program. Auburn, Penn State, at Happy Valley, at night, wide-out game. And, folks, that's the one, like, Max, Dave, and I have discussed all the time where we want to go to big rivalry games or big moments for games. And a wide-out Happy Valley is, at the top of the, is one of the ones at the top of the list. So, Danny, where are you writing for this game? So, when you guys want to come up, let me know. I grew up 20 minutes away from Penn State. Hell yeah. Let me know. I got the tailgates. I'll hook you up. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start by saying this. The whiteout is the best environment in any sport, hands down. I was at the 2017 Iron Bowl at Auburn when number six Auburn beat number one Alabama. It was cool. It was not even close to what a whiteout is. All the SEC people who think they're – so much better and stuff. They're out there drinking in cocktail dresses. My boys up in Happy Valley are out there in overalls and Tim's and seeing who can drink the most beer. It's a crazy environment. Unreal. I'm on Penn State. Minus five, minus five and a half, minus six, whatever it is. Um, Auburn, their last four is uh, an underdog. is actually 0-4 against the spread. Oof. James Franklin's 8-1 and against the, against the spread in his last nine November games. Um, and then I think we all have heard a little bit about Bo Nix's home road splits. I know we were talking about this little uh, pre-recording here. Um, last year, Bo Nix threw 101 more passes on the road than he did at home, and he had 250 more yards. Um, he had half the touchdowns. He went. He had eight at home, four on the road. At home, he had one pick. On the road, he had six picks. Um, and that's a constant trend even from his freshman year um his rushing goes down everything goes down he he scrambles for whatever reason his mind scrambles he doesn't scramble he just throws the ball away um and his average i think this is the big thing his average absolutely dips below six yards per pass uh both seasons on the road and as a freshman he averaged seven yards a pass and last year he actually averaged eight and a half yards a pass uh, at home. So I think he's much more conservative. I mean, he is a third year starter, so it might switch, but I'm on that Penn state's defense is legit as they come and Auburn's defense. They might be buzzing a little bit from their past two games playing uh, Akron and Alabama state. And I think this is where we're uh, going to transition here into Drake and Danny's double down here. I think we're on it. Yeah, Danny, I think this is actually where we go for the double down. You know, you and I, we're larger individuals. And we're also huge fans of KFC, huge fans of the Double Down. Rest in peace. Please come back if you do. Um, and I think Max would perfectly, it's probably the perfect encapsulation of the American dream. It's like the best and the worst things about it. And Absolutely. quite honestly, it's a gift. And the Double Down, Danny, I think I, we're on the same side with this. The under in this under. game yep. is probably our mortal lock. It's our Double Down. The under is at 52 and a half. And quite honestly, I think it's a steal. Sean Clifford, I still don't think is a very good quarterback. Penn State, I think their defense isn't as good as indicated, but Max made a really, really good point that they had 98 plays against Wisconsin. 
Wisconsin, to me, the offense isn't particularly good, but they're showing out, and James Franklin always has a really good defense. And then Danny said about Bo Nix. Bo Nix on the road becomes Bo Picks. Man throws a lot of interceptions, and to me, when he's at home, he's Bo Nix. He's a false idol, a facade of being a very elite quarterback at home because he's at home, but when he leaves the confines of his backyard, he is nowhere to be found, and he just struggles in and being in Happy Valley and a wideout is probably going to be terrifying and not going to be good for his nerve. So, Danny, under two and a half, we like it. I'm, I'm riding to you, uh, Bo Picks. Ten of his 13 career interceptions have come on the road. Again, he had a 57% completion last year when there weren't even – I mean, I guess in the SEC there were fans of the stand, so I can't say that. But 10 of his 13 career interceptions, it's going to be the most hostile environment he's ever played in, not even close. But I'm riding with you under 52 and a half. Let's lock that in. Let's lock it in. And now I know he may be retired, but my man loves to make picks. And, you know, he was nice enough to grace us with his presence with a few picks of his own. Well, a bunch of them are new games. Here here we are with a new segment called Max's Early Birds. Or as, like, or as he like says, tweet, tweet, tweet. Max, tweet, 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 tweet. tweet, tweet. Max, take it away. Hey guys, thanks for letting me cut in for a second for what we're going to call Max's Early Birds. Any listener of this podcast knows I'm retired from gambling, but I love picking. I love to just see if I'm right. If this is your first time with us, well, you picked a great episode. I'm Max Moody, host of Locked On Seminoles, and I'm chiming in with Max's Early Birds. These are all noon games, and these are some picks that you can either follow along on the spreadsheet like I'm going to do, or go to betonline.ag and actually throw some money on. Totally up to you. So the first early bird pick I'm going to give y'all is Miami over Michigan State. Miami's a seven-point favorite here. Over-under is 57, so you're looking at what? Like a 31-23 type game, 21-31 type game. I think that makes a lot of sense here. I, I don't think of Michigan State as a team that can keep up with Miami And I think of Miami as a team that really has a lot to redeem themselves for, given how they've played the past two weeks. I think they cover this one at, I almost said at home, but, you know, at the Airbnb that the Hard Rock Casino lets them play in that's 15 miles away from their stadium. The second tweet, 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 early birdie in this segment, Virginia Tech plus three on the road against West Virginia. Folks, this is just an odd line. Virginia Tech is a better football team in West Virginia. I think where this line comes from is people are wondering, okay, okay, when's the collapse coming? They beat North Carolina. They're 2-0. and We're waiting for the Virginia Tech meltdown. I don't think it's this week, and I don't think it's in Morgantown. Virginia Tech is 28th in the F-plus advanced ratings. West Virginia is 65th in that same metric. Virginia Tech... 19th in ESPN's FPI, West Virginia, 42nd. These are not equal football teams. I think West Virginia gets beat at home. I think Virginia Tech reps the ACC. And I think the fact that it is an early bird at noon means the hungover students from Friday night aren't going to be able to make Morgantown what it should be. And Virginia Tech gets through this one, probably on the money line, but take the three points of insurance just to be safe. Finally, this is a tough pick for me because I was so resistant to it last year. But folks, I'm here to tell you, as sure as the sun is rising on game day 
and Kirk Herbstreet's beautiful face is gracing your television, I'm a believer. I think Luke Fickle is doing something special at Cincinnati. I think they are getting ready to go to the Big 12, and they have proven themselves the creme de la creme of the AAC. Last year, if a few things break right, they're thinking maybe we could be a playoff team. This year, they've got Notre Dame on the schedule in a chance to actually put themselves in position to be a playoff team if there's a little bit of chaos at the top, which has already started to happen with that Ohio State loss. Here's the thing, though. It's going to come down to resume. Cincinnati, who is currently 21st in FPI, but 12th in F+, and 8th in the AP poll, only gets two opportunities against Power 5 teams to prove that they belong with the big boys. They got to play Notre Dame next week, and they're not going to get to make a huge statement against them. Winning that game is enough of a statement in itself, but they can't be thinking blowout against a team like that. They've just got to try to win. This week, their other Power 5 matchup, they've got to be thinking, run up the score. As many points as they can hang on Indiana, they've got to try to put there because every single point in the delta on the scoreboard is a positive accolade they can take to that college football playoff committee at the end of the year. I think Cincinnati comes out hard. I think they come out aggressive, and I think they cover that four and a half like it is no problem. So those are my early birds. Tweet, tweet, tweet. In fact, tweet at me if you want. It's not why I said that, but whatever. Those are my early birds. Those are the noon games. Three noon games for you to put some action on or just follow along on the spreadsheet and get excited about. Dan, Drake, thanks for letting me cut in, boys, but it's back over to you two. Thanks, Max, for those wonderful, wonderful picks. Um, the tweet, tweet, tweeting, I'm not going to lie to you, my guy. It's a little corny coming out, but hey, listen, you know, you're my boy. Corny's guy, I know, but you make it a good time. Danny, he's a dad. What, he's, he's a dad. He's, he's a dad, bro. Like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he's a dad. So you know what? I give him a pass, and like, you know, Eno Shara loves that. Yeah. So, Danny, what do you think about his picks? So, I, I like his picks. The one I'm actually against, though, uh, I'm going to the game in Morgantown, um, so I have to bet on it. That's a requirement of going to any sporting event. Anytime I see a ranked team as an underdog to an unranked team automatic signal in my head take the unranked team because the public is going to be like oh this team's favored or this team's an underdog and they're a better team the unranked team is 16 and 7 since 2016 okay so that's hitting 16 out of 23 times quick math head that's all it's 64 percent i'm riding trends just like we did with the under the air force uh navy game last week i'm a big trend guy so i don't know your thoughts on it but yeah, this is the game I would not touch with a 10-foot pole. I have no idea what is what is this team personally. I don't like Virginia Tech. I think they are they always you know win their opener because that's all Justin Fuente is good at. And then this is this is pretends to be a very, very big letdown spot, like Max said. And But also I think Max made a really good point where a lot of the kids are going to be hella hungover for this game, if we're being completely honest. It's a noon kick. Noon kicks are hard to get to, man. And, I mean, I know... I know West Virginia Morgantown, they like they love their football. I mean, burning couches and all. But to me, this is a game I'm not touching. I even try to look at the total. And a lot of the ACC, I even said the same thing. I think Virginia Tech does win the game. I just don't. I would not put my money on this for a second. So, uh, To back your point up there, if I was not going to the game, I would not touch this game either. The boys are at odds with their odds. Right, If you want to ride with Max, take Max at with plus three. Right now it's at plus two and a half, so I think he'll still take that. 
And also, I think he thinks that they're going to win the game, so take the money line. Danny's on the other side. Take West Virginia, minus two and a half. Maybe the money line of those points are not enough for you. And I actually want to go over to the Miami-Michigan State game that he picked out real quick, if you don't mind. Let's ride. Let's go. So Miami, I almost took Appalachian State to cover last week. I should have. I, sh- I should have. Max, me and Max both did. No, you, you and Max both did. Shout out to both of y'all. Y'all, I, I went against my gut. I'm not doing that again. I know that where they're playing in South Florida, they're playing at the, was it the Airbnb rental that they have, the lease over in uh, Miami Gardens, not even near Coral Gables. Um, To me, it's going to come down to weaponry. I don't like Miami's wide receivers that much. I think the only good wide receiver that they have is Xavier Estrepo, a.k.a. he's a kid from my, from my high school, really good wideout. But De'Aaron King isn't the same. And also, I think Michigan State has a great running back and a very good defense with Mel Tucker. I'm a big Kenneth Walker the third type of guy. I think Michigan State covers, and I think they'll win this game. To me, honestly, I'm taking both the plus six and a half and the main line, and I'm oh. almost taking the and I'm almost taking the under. I have three separate plays on this game. And to me, is that me being a Miami hater? Yeah. Do I care? No. That's what I'm going with. I like the under. I can ride the under with you as well. Yeah, sorry. Actually, the under is at 56 and a half, and yeah, I'm taking that still. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Walker's a stud. The other thing that scares me, De'Aaron King's not what he was. Rushed back from that ACL. Speaking of quarterbacks rushing back from ACLs, Indiana's Michael Penix Jr. That's, that's true. He is going up against... I know he plays in the Big Ten East. This might be the best defense he plays all year. They're so good. Max Max was on him, and Max's tweet tweets. I'm on Cincinnati as well, minus four. I that offense is legit. That defense is legit. Indiana was a fluke last year; shouldn't have been as good as they were. A really weird trend. I know we like trends, and this might be the weirdest one I've told you about on this podcast. Okay, Cincinnati is eleven and four against the spread in their last 15 games, played on artificial turf on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Again, I'm riding the trends, 11 out of 15. That's a 74% clip, 75, somewhere in there. I'm not a math major. But it's that's a trend. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know who finds these, and I don't know how I find these. I agree. I'm not going to belabor the point, but I think because I think you and I think Max basically have my argument that they're they're a really damn good team. I've been high on Cincinnati since last year. I was the one that was beating the drum for them that they should have been the CFP playoff. Desmond Ritter is a Heisman contender at quarterback. So to me, Cincinnati, I think, is just the lock. They've actually gone down. I took them at four and a half on Sunday. It's now down as of this recording at three and a half. Folks, it is dropping. People are on Indiana. Take Cincinnati as fast as you can because you have me, Max, and Danny takes Cincinnati minus three and a half. So now that we got those out of the way, Danny, let's do one more of your regular picks and then let's head over to the bankroll builder real quick. Last week we started first pick of the show was my two unit play. Utah didn't even come close. My youths let me down. <laughs> so I figured my last regular pick this week, we're going to switch it up and that's going to be my two unit play. I'm on Nevada minus two. As of this recording, it might actually be down to minus one. I saw a couple of different places. It was flirting between one and two. Big thing for me, Kansas State's quarterback's out, Skylar Thompson. He's out. Who's been one of their most consistent players the last few years. Will Howard came in and went eight for 17 for 76 yards and a pick against Southern Illinois. But we have a bigger sample size. Last year, 
he was in for quite a few games. He went 54% with eight touchdowns, 10 picks. I don't think Kansas State can score with Nevada. Nevada has possibly the best group of five offense in the whole country. I know they have the best trio, Carson Strong, Romeo Dobbs, and Colt Turner. That's just deadly. Um, they beat Cal this year, so they already have a power five win under their belt. They were down 14-0 in that game and came back to win. So even if they get down early, they have the firepower to come back. And honestly, once Nevada gets up, gets up in the first half, I don't I don't see a path for Kansas State to come back. This one might get ugly quick in Manhattan, Kansas. Folks, take Nevada, one and a half. And Danny, it's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that time. The bankroll builder. Where we'll see where Dane's dominoes, where they may fall. Danny, let's ride. Man, last week, I thought the Hilltoppers from Western Kentucky were going to pull it out. They didn't, but it happens. You know, they lost. Move on to the next one. They covered, though, so I don't know. If you were smart, if you take my bankroll builder, you'd take the points, too. This week, I'm on Memphis. Plus 150. Um, and a side note, I think this game goes way over the 64 total. I know you're on that as well, Drake. But if you look at it, Mississippi State, they got outgained by NC State last week, who we were on. They caused three turnovers, and they had none. And they had a kickoff return for a touchdown. I think they won that game by 14 points. So when you look at it, they should have won that game by more. And then their first game, Louisiana Tech, they were down 20 points in the fourth quarter, and they had six turnovers. They gave up touchdown plays of 59 and 72 yards. So the explosive plays on their defense is there, and Memphis makes explosive plays. They got a true freshman, at quarterback, who's just slinging it. But the big thing is Memphis thrives at home. Whatever it is, they've had one loss since 2017, and that was a one-point loss to number 10 UCF, and I believe their, quote, national title year. Since 2017, they beat a ranked UCLA team. They beat a ranked Navy team. They beat Ole Miss, a ranked SMU team, and a ranked Cincinnati team twice. They're 5-1 since 2017 at home against ranked teams, and that one loss was against that great UCF team, and it was by one point. So, I mean, I'm big on Memphis. They can score. I mean, their defense can get lit up a little bit, just like James Blackman put up four touchdowns in the second half, so Will Rogers from Mississippi State might have a big game. But Mississippi State got LSU next week. Prime look-ahead spot here. I'm on Memphis plus 150 as the bankroll builder. Yeah, I'm gonna ride that with you too as well. I I, I hate agreeing with you so much because like I like I, that's one of the weird things about it. But I think this one actually is probably one of my biggest plays of the week. Right, I'm so folks. I'm on a total with this for over 64 and a half. It's climbing a little bit, but I have no doubt that because the Memphis defense is terrible, the Mississippi State defense, it's okay, but. It's a air raid offense. There's gonna be a lot of like there's gonna be a lot of stoppages in play, and also I'm in the belief that Mississippi State only has to look ahead next week. They just come off a really big win against NC yeah. State, a very very good team, and Memphis needs to show out. And Memphis can score, so give me the over 64 and a half. Memphis, I think can win this game, and I'm gonna take that with you as well. Let's go, Danny, to your super dog. Who or do you have making a big upset this weekend? So I don't know about a big upset, but I feel confident about them covering the spread. And State plus 23. They already played Texas A&M. They should have covered the spread. They didn't. Two missed field goals. Um, their quarterbacks historically safe with the ball, 69 and 74% completion rates, and only two picks in each of the last two years. Iowa's going to run the ball. They're going to turn the clock. It's just I think Iowa's 
happy off their wins against Indiana and Iowa State. I think they're going to try to shorten this game as much as possible, look out for injuries, keep their squad healthy going into Big Ten play. Um, I like Kent State plus 23. I, I feel pretty safe with that, even though it's probably going to be a 21-point game. But still feel pretty safe with the uh, Kent State plus 23 there. Yeah, I'm not going to take that. If we're going to be completely honest, I'm, I'm not taking that. I'm actually going to go against you here, personally. I'm actually – Okay. I, I've taken Kent State early in the year with Texas A&M. They didn't cover. I am I understand that you have Big Ten play ahead of you. I think Iowa Iowa defense is really, really, really damn good now. They made right. Brock Perry look poor. Now that that could be a testament to how Brock Perry has been declining over the past two years. Who He went from a potential first-round quarterback to possibly late to undrafted, but – I think Iowa defense is very good. I think they have a really good quarterback in was it Spencer Yatris? I think his name. Yeah, some, yeah, something like that. So I'm actually going to take Iowa with the with the points. If we're being, I, I know it's 23 and a half. I know it's a lot. I'm, and I'm I don't also blame gonna take, I'm going to take the under in that game too as well. I don't. And again, I don't blame you at all here. I'm sort of reaching straws trying to find something. I just think a healthy Texas A&M team is better than a healthy Iowa team. Kent State. You know, let's roll the dice, huh? Let's have some fun with it. Hey, man, listen, we need to disagree on something, right? Exactly. And, and one more I love, and I know you're against it, so we're going to wrap it up here, go against each other. I love Tulane plus 14. Love yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I know you love Tulane plus 14. I know the, the kid actually played at my rival high school, the quarterback. I think it's Michael Pratt. He played at Deerfield Beach High. I went to Monarch High. But, no, nah, uh, Ole Miss is going to – beat the crap out of them. I'm sorry. Matt Corral's a better quarterback. Lane Kiffin's going to scheme around it, and they have a bye the week after that. And then Bama, I mean, they're not going to open the playbook, but they're going to score a hell of a lot of points and cover the 14 and a half. Yeah, I think we can both agree on that over two, even though it's like 75. Oh, yeah. I already um, took the – yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, be, I'll be on the over 75. Yeah. I, it, 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 folks, if you know, it's like at the beginning of the year, you take the unders because Vegas hasn't adjusted yet, but by game three, game four, they kind of know what they're dealing with. So – it's time to be overseas, folks. But, guys, thank you all so much for joining us here on a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, or Saturday evening, whenever you're watching, listening to this. Hopefully, it's not the evening so you guys get the picks in. But, Perfect. Danny, thank you so much for coming by. And Thanks folks, for having me on, boys. Uh, we love having you on, my guy. And we'll see you all on Monday, our next edition of Locked on Seminoles. No knows, baby.